This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, we tell end of the week and uh, a big day for sentencing in a couple of horrific cases. We've got the Bruce MacArthur case here in town and uh, 25 years without parole eligibility. Uh, the symbolism of that we'll drill down on shortly. But right now, we're going to Quebec City. And Raquel Fletcher from Global News has joined us to tell us about the sentencing of the Moss shooter, Alexander Bissonnette. Raquel, good to have you on the Oakley Show here in Toronto. Thanks for joining us. Hi there. Thank you. So tell me, uh, this must have been uh, a heart-rending situation. I mean, uh, how? tell us, just set the scene in the courtroom. Uh, how did this all play out earlier today? Yeah, well, it you know, it's a courtroom that holds probably between 200 and 250 people, and it was packed this morning. The judge entered the courtroom around 9.30, and he spent six hours. He actually uh, spoke right through lunch. There was no break for lunch, and he explained his decision in uh, sometimes uh, very heart-wrenching detail, very graphic detail, uh, reiterating, uh, you know, the details of, uh, of this case and and what it was like in the mosque that night. Uh, again, summarizing some of the evidence that we heard throughout the sentencing hearing. So there was on and off sobbing. There was a lot of anticipation, a lot of suspense. Were there victim impact statements that were read earlier in the proceedings? Like, uh, I missed following that because we were sort of transfixed with the MacArthur case here in mm-hmm. Toronto. Yeah, the um, the victim testimonies actually took place in April, and so what happened today was he went over some of those victim testimonies in, in quite a lot of detail. So, it, you know, it, it was even more emotional in a sense because we had already heard them, and then now you had the judge uh, kind of repeating some of the, the, the most intense moments of those. Can you explain Bissonnette's demeanor through it all? He was very calm. Uh, he didn't say much. He didn't show much much emotion. He looked down for most of it. Um, he sometimes fidgeted or looked around, but for the most part, uh, he just you know sat still and listened to what the judge had to say. Did he have his family or uh, close intimates with him? His parents, uh, his dad, for sure his mother as well, but his dad has been to every hearing throughout um, throughout the entire process. And of course, his parents, both his parents were here today. And uh, I can imagine that it, it is hard for them as well as the victims. They were sitting on opposite sides of the courtroom, uh, but there was a lot of emotion in that room. Again, uh, Raquel Fletcher's with us, Global News, Quebec City. We're talking about Alexander Bissonnette, the 29-year-old who pled guilty last year to six counts of first-degree murder, six counts of attempted uh, for the attack uh, in the mosque while people were at worship in Quebec City. Now, which is kind of an interesting one because the judge in his uh, sentencing, if I understand correctly, he said a life sentence with eligibility for parole between 35 and 42 years is fair and just. Uh, how's that working? How's, how's that playing out? So uh, this is a very complicated part of uh, the sentencing hearing. He, um, in the end, he, he sentenced Bissonnette to 40 years before eligibility of parole, and he had a number of factors that he uh, took into consideration. He started by saying, you know, this is a racist act and that it demonstrated um, Bisnet's hatred for immigrants. Um, he, you know, uh, was very, very uh, intense and very uh, hard on on Bisnet for uh, what one witness said was um, 
his seeking glory. He wanted to seek glory or fame uh, by committing this act. And then on the other hand, he took other factors in consideration, like the fact that he doesn't have a record. He cooperated with authorities. He pleaded guilty, which he said was, you know, uh, a show of humanity towards the victims to not put them through a trial. And uh, he also spoke of uh, the anxiety disorder that uh, Bissonnette uh, suffers from. And he was, of course, taking Paxil at the time. And uh, the judge said that he would not judge him in the same way as he would judge someone um, who is in control of his faculties. So what it came down to, he said, was the need for an appropriate uh, sentence uh, for, you know, just the, the heinous, he called it a gratuitous uh, act and uh, a racist and intolerant act. But also he wanted there to be um, a, a chance to facilitate a certain type of rehabilitation. So he he came down with 40 years. This is interesting because the law doesn't actually allow for this kind of sentencing. What the law says is that you have to go in blocks of 25 years. So, uh, you know, 25, 50, 75, he was facing 150 years. And the judge said, no, that's an unfair law. He should serve five concurrent sentences of 25 years, and then he should serve an extra 15 years for the sixth charge um, because of, I guess, you know, the the nature, the sort of uh, cruel nature of, of, of what he did going into a mosque and, and shooting people who are worshiping. Uh, so he actually, the judge actually modified the law. Now, I'm not a law expert, but I can imagine um, that this will be quite controversial going forward, and it was definitely unexpected here today. Well, it sounds to me like the judge split the sentence, even intimated at rehabilitation. That's an interesting one. And uh, he rejected calls by the prosecutors to impose the harshest sentence handed down since Canada eliminated the death penalty back in the 70s uh, because he felt, what, some kind of sympathy or that uh, maybe Bissonnette bordered on having mental illness? Yeah, I don't know if he would go so far as saying that, you know, it was mental illness that drove him to commit the act. But what he said was that he saw um, uh, that Bissonnette had a moderate risk of uh, reoffending and that he saw a potential to be rehabilitated in prison and uh, to have, um, you know, a chance to kind of reform himself, a chance at redemption uh, later on in life. I mean, he is eligible for role for parole in 40 years, so he'll be about 67. Uh-huh. Um, so that was the, uh, the, you know, his kind of reasoning. Now we're waiting here actually in the courtroom right now to, to hear from the prosecutors. They're going to come out and give a declaration, and it'll be interesting to see if they decide to appeal this decision. And, uh, you know, this could end up going to the Supreme Court. That's an interesting development. All right. Uh, Well, keep us posted. We'll watch with interest. Raquel, thanks for at least uh, putting this all into perspective for us. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Raquel Fletcher, Global News, Quebec City. Hmm. Well, rehabilitation. (laughs) You know, I got to wonder about some of these judges, but that's just, well, something for a later discussion. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.
Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.